Welcome to Resilient Love Podcast. Join hosts Quentin and Brianna as they discuss tips on love, life, and business. Let's get into this next episode. What's up? We're back with another episode of Resilient Love. Welcome back, everybody. We are in 2021. I hope you guys have enjoyed our episodes for this season. We're switching it up this year because we really want to share the message because everybody has a testimony. Many people may not say it in that capacity, but everybody has a story that should be shared with others. And as we go forth in 2021, you continue to see changes because we know change is inevitable. And where there's where there's the room for the willingness to make the necessary changes, there's the great reward that lies ahead. So we are looking forward to 2021 being a great rewarding year. Of course, we do know that it will have its own set of challenges. Mm -hmm. That was going to be one of our main topics about today is the challenges of life, the challenges of just things that occur. Mm -hmm. Challenge. That's the one thing we all have in common is challenges. Challenges. I like the way Quinn says it. Challenges that challenge you to change for the better. I think that's very powerful because you don't really recognize the value or the emphasis until the change happens, right? Right. So we want to take this moment now to share a quote. So our quote today is going to be from an anonymous person, but it's a great quote. So the quote states, challenges are what make life interesting. Overcoming them is what make them meaningful. Overcoming the challenge is what makes it meaningful. I want you guys to put in the comments or if you're listening to us on any type of platform, just think to yourself, what challenge did I overcome? I mean, you probably could talk about many of them, but what challenge came to your mind when you heard that quote? Take a moment. Let's take a moment. Let's take a moment. Awesome. Now, after you took that moment to reflect, let's go into our own challenge that we thought about when we heard that quote. So my challenge challenge has an S. <laughs> challenges. 
um I, I look at I look at 2020 as a technically my favorite sport is really basketball. Mm-hmm. I look at 2020 as a basketball game. Okay. With four quarters. Just like every year, four quarters. You know, the first quarter I came into 2020 kind of not really ready, but I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just come, it's like basketball. I came from the floor just hitting threes, ready. I'm going to do this this year. I'm going to do, we do, let's just be honest, everyone. We do the same thing every Every new year. year. Mm -hmm. Every new year. That's why I don't personally do uh, resolutions anymore. I just write down goals. Okay. Um, and strategies on how to obtain those goals. Realistic goals with realistic strategy. That's that's good. You guys need to put that in the chat. Realistic goals with realistic. Right. Strategy. <laughs> I want to make sure I said it right. <laughs> okay. So realistic goals with realistic strategies. Okay. And the reason I said that is because the example in that is let's just say, for example, let's say, for example, I'm a car man. Mm-hmm. Let's say, for example, you want. Mm, I'm trying to think a little expensive. Maserati. Maserati, good choice. So let's say you want a Maserati, but right now your bank account just does not reflect Maserati. Right. It wouldn't be you could you could do it, but it's not the wisest decision to mm-hmm. make. But you can afford the Camry. You can right. afford the the Lexus. Maybe not as new, but a good me. You know, 2015. Let's just say that. It's not the newest. It's not exactly what you want, but you have to look at it with a new set of eyes of this is my step before I get to what I want. Mm -hmm. So you have to be willing to go through the process. And being realistic is actually looking at what you have and saying, "Okay, this wouldn't be the best choice, even if I could do it, it's going to stretch me. And this stretch is not wise. There are some stretches that are wise decisions, mm-hmm. but this wouldn't be one. Right. And um, recognizing wants over needs. Mm-hmm. Yes, you need a vehicle, but you want a Maserati. And the goal of a vehicle is to get transportation, get so, you from A to B. As long as that vehicle does its goal, the model doesn't matter. I hope y'all right. caught that. As <laughs> long as it does its job, the model doesn't matter. Just like when you get a message, the messenger doesn't matter. Just get the message. So, mm-hmm. side note. But going back to the first quarter, we got that out of the way about realistic goals. Realistic strategies. Right. So, going back to my experience in the first quarter of 2020, I just did not come in it. I came in it positive. I came into it, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that. But I did not have those actionable steps mm-hmm. to be able to follow through with the goal. So oftentimes I did what many of us do. We put the goal to the sidelines mm-hmm. and we say we'll pick it up tomorrow. 
we'll pick it up next week. The next week becomes two weeks and two weeks becomes a month and so forth. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic came. COVID-19 shifted all of that. <laughs> it forced me to evaluate my life, myself, and what I wanted out of life. Uh, it stretched me in some areas that I hadn't really paid attention to. It allowed me to really slow down and just do a real evaluation. Mm -hmm. And the middle part was kind of like mental awareness. Mm -hmm. For me, it was making sure your mental health is straight, you know. When you're when we think about COVID-19, there's so many pieces to that puzzle that are affected. Finances, being out of a job. I, I mean, I was on furlough for months. Mm -hmm. um, there were some people that wasn't as fortunate as me to be able to sustain and lost their home, lost their vehicles. You know, that. so I have a lot to be grateful for. But there was a lot of challenge in that not knowing the not knowing was the challenge. Mm -hmm. It played on your mental. Mm -hmm. Not only did it play on your mental, but then you have the media. Mm -hmm. So you're going through your own personal challenge, your internal challenge, right? But then you have the media's messages of how many people have lost their lives because of COVID, the racial disparities because of COVID, the issues of just race as a whole. We saw so many Black lives that did not matter to society. Mm -hmm. So now you're looking at your black life. You're an African-American, black woman, black man. You recognize you look at your own life as if, well, Lord, I know I matter. But to society. Right. It's a challenge. And as you say that, there's something so simple. Brianna asked me one day. I forgot how she did it. She has a way how she asked stuff. But uh, she said, why do you? Oh, I know what it was. So she says, why do you don't want to take your car today? And the real reason was I actually told her, I said, I got to get my window fixed. Mm -hmm. It's not going up and down. Something wrong with it. But the point of why I didn't want to take my car and the wind, I mean, I know that's my new. Mm -hmm. Just some. Just some, yeah. But for me, it just so happened to be on the driver's side. Had it been any other window? I wouldn't have cared. But because of me being a black man in America, in an America where there's two Americas. Come on. Let's be realistic. There are two Americas. Dr. King actually talked about this in the past. And today we are seeing the little revelation mm -hmm. of two Americas. Yes. And something as simple as my driver's side window not coming down could result to the end of my life mm -hmm. because the carelessness and recklessness of the mindset of some people within these two Americas. So true. And when he said it to me, it was a, a revelation, like, because, you know, you're thinking, boy, drive, you know, but the reality is your life matters to me. And in that mattering to me, that particular choice of, you know, taking the other vehicle was necessary. And so in essence, 
that reality of my window not coming down was literally, um, how do they say it in English class, uh, cause and effect, right? So it's almost like as an African-American man, cause, window did not come down. So gentleman had to open his door. Effect could be life loss. And so I didn't even want to think of that scenario, right? So we moved forward, but it was just a thought, right? Just to think, have to go through the steps in your head. What do I need to do to avoid dying today? And, and it's just that was the hard reality last year. I mean, we still feel it, right? Like I told somebody, we still dealing with the residue of 2020. You know, yeah, thank God we overcame, but there's still some residue, right? Think about the military people when, you know, when they're down in the dirt and they're, you know, on their arms, kind of going through the mud, right? Yeah, they came out of that battle, but they got some residue of that, that mud, the residue of some scars, right? It's real. We came out, but we still got some evidence that we went through something. So that day, Brianna learned, as a newly married woman, that there's a message, I guess, to my madness of sometimes she does not understand. Right. Because sometimes she really looks at me crazy now. And, you know, it's okay. I know. Sometimes I don't understand me. But in that moment, that was one of those moments where it was like, okay, I get you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes you could be extra. And I'm like, why are you taking those measures? But there's a reason. As Fantasia said, it was necessary. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that message. Like, I want you guys to really look at 2020 as it was necessary. Mm -hmm. It was necessary. It was necessary for the COVID-19 to hit. You might say, Bree, how can you say such a thing? But the thing about it is that particular the virus. And yes, like I told you, residue, we still dealing with it now. And a new strand is out. Right. But I'm saying with COVID-19 occurring, some people was able to break out of some stuff. Some people was able to finally start that business. Some people was able to restore their they relationship or be able to just restore their own self, self-esteem because they had time to just focus on themselves and their family. Yes, it was hard to be, you know, at home a whole lot, but then it actually gave people motivation to get fit, right? It gave people motivation to read, go back to school. The COVID-19 did hit in a negative way, but there was also some positive that came out of the storm. And the financial fact. I mean, let's be honest. Like there's two, like I said, there's two Americas. There's two sides to this thing. Many people were out of work in the beginning of this. Thank God for those that was able to get unemployment. Me being one. But I found it very embarrassing as a citizen of this country to make be better off financially receiving unemployment than actually working my normal job that was a that was a bit much to take in because you you work in you go in day and out you know you sacrifice the time with your family you sacrifice so much just things you know you need to get done and want to get done personally and it just it slaps you like a reality check of okay 
take this opportunity to pursue your true purpose. And even if you don't know what that true purpose is, begin to navigate towards what it is. Right. And that's and that's really the root of why I said it pushed us, right? Because as Quentin's quote, challenges that challenge you to change for the better. COVID-19 did challenge some folks to change for the better, change your health for the better, change the way you operate with people for the better, change the way that you go in your daily activities for the better. I want you guys to really catch that because what we are about to say, you've probably heard many cases, right? But we just want to give you a short spiel of the challenge that changed us for the better. Now, we're not going to get too deep and technical. But still, it was a challenge. And that challenge is Quentin and I got COVID-19 during Thanksgiving. And his particular, he'll tell his side, but for me, it was a challenge because, you know, people love to say, follow protocol, right? We just mm-hmm. talked about that. Follow protocol. Are you? Did you do what you were supposed to do? That was the question. Did you do what you were supposed to do? And I posed this answer to you. You know, I did all I knew to do. All I knew to do was what? Six feet apart, wear my mask, wash my hands, you know, use Lysol. You know the routine. So I did what I knew to do. So if you say, well, how did y'all, what, what, you know how they do contact tracing, right? Well, where did it come from? I couldn't tell you. All I can tell you is I did what I knew to do. And that's a word for somebody. Because some, some of you out there, it may not be related to this particular topic, but somebody has made you feel bad about a choice you made, but you only did what you knew to do. You did not like the outcome, but you did what you knew to do. So when my case, I ended up at the hospital for four nights. In that process, of course, I thank God it was it was shortness of breath, but not too severe. Um, but I still had it to get regulated. But in those four days, you know, it was just some time with God, just really praying, you know, because there are people who have been, you know, hit with COVID and it was a simple or as they they say, mild symptoms, but the outcome was not, you know, the best. So I never took it lightly. And that's what I want to tell people out there. Don't take it lightly. Do this. Do what you know to do. Wear your mask, wash your hands, all those steps, and just pray. That's all I can say. It's not a real deep formula. And of course, keep your distance when, you know, associating with people. But other than that, guys, the point I'm making is when I got hit with COVID, it was a challenge because I was hurt and I brought it home to Quentin. Because, and you might say, well, how can you say that? Well, when we got tested, I was positive and he was negative. And it was a rapid test, which rapid is 30 minute results. 
So when those results came out, I was positive he was negative. It was obvious, right? If you look at that particular scenario, who brought it to who? Because about two days later, he took another test and that test was positive. So that's why I say I brought it to Quentin. So in essence, I don't want to drag the story out because I want Quentin to give his two cents. But I want you guys to recognize that that was a challenge we faced with our health. That was a health challenge. And so I'll stop my spiel and allow Quentin to share. Um, well, mine was, uh, like you said, it was about yeah, two or three days I got the test afterwards. But that and mainly because just to be on the safe side and I won't. And the reason I'm saying what the rapid test is and what these things are is because I want people to be educated on what's out there and what's going on. So the rapid test is the more instant test. The PCR test is the test that takes a bit of time, maybe a few days up to five. So the main reason I got the PCR test after having the rapid test was to be on the safe side because technically I was exposed and I just wanted to do a second check. Also, within those two to three days, I began to have symptoms such as starting with sore throat and then elevating to a cough. Um, never really faced any breathing issues. Temperature only rise once. Um, also, when I got my test, it was on a Tuesday. I didn't get my results until a Saturday morning. The very same morning, Rihanna went to the emergency room and was hospitalized. So imagine five days almost, four to five days, four days, just sitting there wondering. You feel it. You feel like you're, but it's not so severe. You're not having breathing issues, but you still got that wonder. Mm -hmm. um, I do say that. I'm grateful for the information that was out there prior. Uh, I had been on a very uh, regiment for some time from probably about maybe May mm -hmm. until the time we, until still, I'm still on that same regiment, but. Me, I as well. Right. And I think that was a big help in things not elevating past what it did. Mm-hmm. Because for the simple fact that typically when I get sick, it gets a lot worse than what I experienced. Mm -hmm. So I had the flu maybe two years ago. That was very rough for me. Right. And um, it just showed the importance of natural health for me. Yeah. Um, had I been doing these things alone earlier on? You know, I probably wouldn't have faced the issues I had with bronchitis and flu, but it just it was a, a push to get health, get your get health conscious. Correct. And that regimen we're on now is taking our vitamins and we'll put that in the description box. All the vitamins we're taking. But we started that regimen as well as a walking regimen and also breathing exercises. Um, so we want you guys to recognize the value of healthier choices, the value of exercising and the value of vitamins.
you know? And I guess I should say for our listeners. So the current vitamins, I'll say the main ones, is omega-3, which is official. Uh, D3, very important, especially for African-Americans, because we don't get enough D3 because our melanin skin. Uh, zinc, which is immune. And there's one more. Am I missing D3, omega-3, zinc, and vitamin C. And um, we actually did elderberry. Mm-hmm. We did elderberry and smoothies. I like elderberry because you can kind of mix it up a little bit. And sea moss. And sea moss. So yeah. those are just a few things we've done. Um, now, again, as Quentin stated, he was more consistent with that regimen. I began the regimen a little after him. Um, and so... I thank God that I did not go any further than what I did. But again, like he said, I did have to be hospitalized due to the shortness of breath. But I did not get on a ventilator. Um, I was only on two liters of oxygen. It's just that if I did any extra movement, it was almost like. <sighs> so it was just it was short for, you know, what I'm saying like it just wasn't natural. I was getting short for little activities, just going from door to door. It was short. I think you're breathing, so, you're breathing maybe even stronger than it was before. Yes, guys. So and I thank God. And I mean, because hers was the temperature. So mind you, here's the here's the mental part for me. Yeah. I'm newly married. Um, we just found out this news. We got COVID nineteen. We just seen all the numbers, all this crazy stuff on TV. We like ah. so. I'm home trying to do the best I can. I'm round the clock, doctor. <laughs> Look, take care of yourself and me. So I probably got on breathing nerves just like a doctor usually does. Because I'm up every four or five hours checking temperatures, giving medication. And we have a, a two-story house where we go up and down stairs. This made the challenge, as we are talking about, extremely difficult. Right. My legs have been strengthened through this process. <laughs> as well as our faith. And so I want to talk to you about a scripture that God gave me before I even went in the hospital, before I thought, you know, before it got extreme in my case. And the scripture comes from Matthew 8, 1 through 4. And it says, when Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and kneeled before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And I began to cry when I read that scripture because it was literally Holy Spirit breathe. And it's and it goes on to say, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing. He said, be clean immediately. Can somebody say immediately? Immediately. He was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Mm. So we say all of this in this episode um, to just encourage you all to, number one, continue to follow the CDC protocol. One. Two, remain faithful in God. Pray, seek God, um, meditate on his word. The Bible tells us to meditate on his word day and night. That is your foundation 
to really overcome the challenge. And number three, have community. Have people in your circle that can encourage you through those hardships. Your hardship may not be a health-related hardship. It could be a financial hardship. It could be a job-related hardship. But have those people around you that can encourage you through that particular journey. So what I was going to say was, before we got too far in and we come into a close, we did all the necessary measures. Of course, we know Brianna got it first and I got it, you know, but we did all the necessary measures. We did everything we knew and we had been researching for months on, you know, how to try to maneuver. Here's the thing I want people to understand. You cannot, you can do everything you're supposed to do and it could still happen. Reason being, you can't help what other people do. Mm -hmm. And this, I think 2020 should have taught us responsibility and how it affects someone else. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's why when I'm in the grocery store, when I'm in a public place, if I have enough, even though I know these masks are irritating, I know it's like, it's, it's not normal. I, it's not normal. I cannot say this is the new normal. It's not normal. Right, right. So, but we have to be conscious enough to think about the next person. That's it. And I think it's teaching us. The Bible. The Right. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if you love yourself, you will wear a mask. And every time, and if, and you got to think about, just, just say, if you got a 70, 80 year old grandmother, think about her. Like, you know, you wouldn't want her to get it just due to some five minutes of negligence. Correct. It's, it's, it's just, this has been the year of accountability. And I think mm. it still continues to be even lapping over into 2021 because we're not done with this yet. We got, I think the reason we're not done with it yet is because there was a lack of accountability. Right. And we haven't really tapped in to what we're the message that we're supposed to be getting out of this. Yeah. There's yeah. always with the challenge, there's always the a opportunity message. to change. Yeah. So we not we've not fully accepted the change as a people. Mm-hmm. Because it has to be a unified decision. Yeah. So um good thing is we made it through. It made us stronger. It I think it built our character more. Mm -hmm. It built prayer life. Yep. So I want to, we, we said that whole testimony to say this. Allow God to show himself mighty in moments where you don't know what's going to happen. Allow God to show himself mighty in moments where you question what's going to happen. And that's the that's the power of God. So when I go back to this year, this past year, 2020, one thing we all struggle with a lot as men is, you know, as the head of the house, we, you know, we got we take on being in that control. 
But what we have to remember, yes, we are leaders. We are, and women are leaders in their own way too. We both lead. Mm-hmm. There's both a charge to lead, but we have to rem- remember one thing remains true and you must stand on it, that God is in control. Mm-hmm. So that is the one thing that I know, I think we both got out of 2020 mm-hmm. is, you know, when finances, you don't know when the next check coming and you have to rely on the federal government, not what you do. Mm-hmm. You you get a realization, like, okay, I'm not as in control as I thought. I was just moving in motion, just mm-hmm. think having an idea that I was in control of this situation, but I'm really not. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's been a very reflective year. Mm-hmm. So I pray, we pray. That our testimony, our nuggets that we draw in between really just encouraged you all. That was the whole purpose of this episode was just to encourage you to know that we face challenges and God was able to help us and get us through. And I want you to know, even those that have dealt with loss, we are praying for you. We recognize that it was hard. It is hard to, you know, have a family member to go on whether because of COVID or other reasons. And so we definitely do not negate the fact that this is a blessing to still be here today. And so to close out, I just wanted to go back to that scripture reference and just say this final point here, which is the Lord will sustain you. Matthew 4 and 4 says, God, thank you for sustaining me. I use the reference Matthew 4 and 4, but this is the prayer that I did for that day. God, thank you for sustaining me. I am so grateful that you are the source of abundant life. As I seek you, please speak to me. Show me how to live a life that pleases you. I want to find my life's fulfillment in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Go to the reference, Matthew 4, 4. That was the prayer that God led me to after I read that scripture. So I pray that this this episode just encouraged you. That was the whole purpose. And so as we close, God bless. And we'll catch you in the next episode of Resilient Resilient Love. Love. Thank you to all listeners and subscribers. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on Apple so that we can continue sharing resilient love. Thanks for listening.